This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. One of the most intimidating parts of being a Christian is sharing one's faith. However, Jesus calls us to witness to the world. If this is an area of challenge for you, we have some good news to tell you today that can help you overcome your fear of witnessing. Please stay with us. Today we're going to be taking a look at getting a grip on talking confidently about Jesus outside the church. Stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, as you sent upon the disciples that promised gift of the Holy Spirit, look upon us today and open our hearts to the power of your Spirit. Kindle in us the fire of your love and strengthen our lives for service in your kingdom. In the name of Jesus we ask this. Amen. Our reading for today will be bits and pieces of Acts chapter 2, the Pentecost story. When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound, like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem at the time, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say to you. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know, this man handed over to you, according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up having freed him from death because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. This Jesus God raised up 
and of that all of us are witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you both see and hear. Therefore let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made Jesus both Lord and Messiah, this one you crucified. Now when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Dear friends, have you ever felt intimidated? Intimidation is defined as being scared or unnerved or even terrified by something or someone. And we can be intimidated by all kinds of things, circumstances and various situations in life, for instance. A, a huge project at work that you've been given the responsibility to complete with a deadline. Maybe it's a major surgery that you need to have and you know the risk and the long recovery involved with it. That can be rather daunting and intimidating. Or perhaps it's a change that needs to be made in your living situation, a move from a familiar setting to something new. That kind of change is intimidating as well. And people can be intimidating. Some people just by their size can intimidate us. And uh, they can especially intimidate us if they have a mean streak in them. And some people with strong personalities can be intimidating for us. And there are some of us who, for instance, have had bosses or managers or coaches that were screamers. And that, that was very intimidating and not all that helpful. I have found over my years of ministry in the church that there are many followers of Jesus Christ who tend to feel intimidated at the thought of talking about Jesus outside the church building. A few years ago, a blockbuster movie called The Silence of the Lambs hit the market. And I would say that title fits well for us within the church, who Jesus described as his sheep and his lambs. There's a lot of silence of the lambs when it comes to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with others outside the church. We're intimidated. I remember years ago, I caught a vision for wanting to train my people in evangelism in my congregation, and I started uh, doing the evangelism explosion training with them, where you take people out and knock on doors after you have a classroom time, and you practice using the story of Jesus out there. And I had a young couple of ladies that uh, were my trainees one time, and every time before we'd go out, they'd run to the restroom so they could throw up. I, I know that feeling. I think I felt that way when I started my training in that as well. But boy, did we learn how to share the gospel. And, and, but I found that even after I get people trained, they never use it. They maintain silence. So you have to ask, what causes the silence? Well, for some in the church, it's a simply not knowing how. No one's ever taught me. That's our fault as the church, if that would be your reasoning. For some, it's a poor theology that's been picked up along the way. 
They reason all roads lead to the same place anyway. We're all going to heaven, so why bother? You know what? That's not true. Some people say, well, my life is my witness. I don't have to say anything. People can just look and figure it out. It helps to have a consistent life for Christ, but the words need to go along with it. So more often than not, what I've discovered is it's intimidation, fear of rejection and ridicule, fear of blowing it, causing further damage to someone's spiritual walk, fear of uh, causing friction in the home or amongst the larger family or fear of losing a relationship, friendship, not wanting to be offensive. For some, rightfully so, it's a fear because in other parts of the world, when people do this sort of thing, they could lose their lives or their jobs or even their families as they're disowned for the faith. But the truth is, and we're all in agreement on this, if you're one who believes in the Bible and what it says, Jesus has called us to be his witnesses out in the world. So how does the follower of Jesus Christ get a grip on that calling from Jesus to be a witness? And I believe we have some good news in our text for today that if you put your trust in it, it can help you overcome your intimidation. It's, a, it's an unusual story, uh, uns- inspiring and amazing as well. The followers of Jesus had been told by him that they were to be witnesses for him from uh, Jerusalem to Judea to the ends of the earth. He gave them an amazing vision of their future. They, of course, must have been more than a little intimidated at the thought of carrying this out after they went back to the upper room after Jesus ascended. After all, they had witnessed themselves with their own eyes there, their master treated very cruelly and nailed to a cross only a few weeks earlier for his message. But during that talk, Jesus promised them something, that they would be baptized by the Holy Spirit and that they should wait until then. And in Acts chapter 2, we find Christ's promise to them fulfilled. On a special Jewish festival day called Pentecost, when Jerusalem was filled with people from around the ancient world to celebrate that festival, the waiting was over that day for the disciples. The new day had arrived. Suddenly there was that mighty wind and tongues of fire upon them, and they began to praise God in various language and were empowered from on high with the Holy Spirit, and they were enabled to speak in various language to strangers about the mighty deeds of God and Jesus Christ. And people were awakened, and they were made curious by it, and even moved to turn to Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord by the time Peter was done telling the story of Christ's death and resurrection. You might say, by the end of the story, or actually at the beginning of it, they had become armed and dangerous, right? They had. And in the days that followed, as they continued in their boldness to to tell the story, to those that uh, they ran into, they were seen as dangerous in the minds of those who opposed. 
opposed them, the religious and political authorities who had tried to do away with Jesus earlier on. Now in their boldness, they were very effective. They were powered. And the authorities were saying, "Uh uh-oh, who are these guys? They're Jesus followers and they're dangerous. Intimidation didn't win out over the disciples at Pentecost. They opened their mouths filled with the Spirit and God's will happened just as Jesus said. Now listen closely to me. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have been given that same powerful, wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. You are armed and dangerous for Jesus Christ. He resides in you, and he is powerful. He has the power to awaken and call people to faith through the good news of Jesus that you speak. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians, No one can say Jesus is Lord but by the Spirit. Paul knew that. The working of the Spirit brings faith. Martin Luther knew that way back when, when he said, I believe that I cannot, by my own understanding or effort, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel. And that is the purpose for which the Holy Spirit was given to us, for service to Christ, for glorification of Christ, for witnessing to those who need the gospel, the good news of Jesus, of forgiveness and eternal life. Jesus told the disciples before the Holy Spirit came upon them, he said in the Gospel of John, for instance, when the Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness and judgment. And that's exactly what happened that day. They were convicted of their sinfulness, as Peter pointed out. You killed the Messiah. And they were convinced of righteousness, the righteous one of God who died on the cross. And and, and they were filled with a sense of judgment from God. And they asked that day in their conviction, what should we do? Impact happened in the telling of that story that Peter gave them. Holy Spirit went to work, and lives got changed. And so this is not simply an amazing story from the past for us to go, oh, how wonderful that must have been. This is meant to be an encouragement story for those of us who are feeling intimidated by our own surroundings as we consider the call of Jesus to witness. Pentecost happened, yes, but Pentecost is still happening. The Spirit is every bit as present and powerful today in our world as people step up and speak out for Jesus Christ. At a preaching conference that we recently hosted here at Christian Crusaders, the speaker, Leith Anderson, said to us, uh, we sometimes wonder why we don't have Pentecost going on in the world today. That's because we need to look at the whole world, and not just our own neighborhood. He, he thrilled us by telling us if you do the studies, you find 3,000 people coming to Christ per hour, 365 days a year. The Holy Spirit is at work as people carry out the calling around the world. He says to us that day, I can imagine standing in line with Peter and Andrew in heaven and asking them, what was it like that first Pentecost? It must have been fantastic. And I imagine them saying to me, well, it was great, but what about you? What was it like during your time? Pentecost every hour. 
What part did you play in it? It must have been exciting. What part did you play in it? Brothers and sisters in Christ, now is the time for boldness. Pentecost is happening. The kingdom of God is calling us to action. Our world needs Jesus Christ more than ever. This world needs Jesus Christ. And my encouragement today is that you would see yourself as armed and dangerous and that you would continue to get armed and be dangerous. First, keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5.18, Paul writes to the church, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's in the present tense in terms, keep being filled. He knows like D.L. Moody that we have the Holy Spirit, but we continually leak. We need to be filled up again and again on a daily basis. The Spirit who makes us effective for Christ. As He works in us, He shapes us and molds us into more loving people for Christ as we go with Him, empowering us to speak up for Jesus Christ. He, he uses us in a powerful manner. How can we be filled and continue to be filled? Well, let me use a sailboat imagery. If, you, if you're in a sailboat, the only way that boat's ever going to move is you've got to lift your sail to the wind. That day a mighty wind blew and he's still blowing. Lift your sail to the wind of the Spirit through living in God's Word. Get yourself saturated with God's Word. Read it, study it, memorize it on a daily basis. Ponder it, reflect upon it. And how about lifting your sail to the wind of the Spirit through prayer? Praying, come Holy Spirit, kindle in me the fire of your love. Use me. Wherever you lead me, I will go. I will obey. He'll answer a prayer like that. Or lift your sail to the wind of the Spirit through worship and fellowship. Be a worshiper on a daily basis as well as Sundays or whenever you worship and fellowship with other Christians. Those disciples were together when Pentecost came, when the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were praying, they were worshiping, and they were lifted up by the power of the Spirit and used mightily. And be prepared. Always be prepared. and Get yourself trained on how to tell the story of Jesus be able to tell who he is, that he's the Son of God, descended from heaven to rescue us, and tell what he did. He died on a cross to pay for our sins, and he rose again to give us eternal life. And what he offers is forgiveness and eternal life for all who will come to him. And what he's asking for is your faith, your belief, your trust. Also, learn to tell your story of the difference Jesus has made in your life. Sit down and write it out. Memorize it so that you're ready. The Apostle Peter said, by the way, Always be ready. Always be prepared to make a defense for the hope that is within you. And of course, place yourself out there each day in prayer. Lord, use me for Jesus today. I want to be armed and dangerous for you. There's a story that I came across a while back written by Erwin McManus. He said, one summer, my son went to a youth camp. His name was Aaron. He was a little guy, and I was kind of glad he was going to church camp because I figured he wasn't going to hear ghost stories. 
but unfortunately it was a christian camp they didn't tell ghost stories because we don't believe in ghosts as christians they told demon and satan stories instead and so when aaron my son got home he was terrified daddy don't turn off the light he said before going to bed stay here with me daddy i'm afraid there's those stories about the demons that i'm worried about and i wanted to say don't do that they're not real and he he says daddy daddy would you pray for me that i'd be safe I could feel it. I could feel warm blanket Christianity beginning to wrap around him a life of safety, safety, safety. And I said, Aaron, I will not pray for you to be safe. I will pray that God will make you dangerous, so dangerous that demons will flee when you enter the room. And he goes, all right, Dad, but pray I would be really, really dangerous. And that's my prayer today for you and me, that we would trust this story from Holy Scripture and become really, really dangerous for Jesus Christ. Watch out, world. Here we come. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me and pray? Lord, earth has so many languages, but your gospel announces your love to all nations in one heavenly speech. Help us, Lord, to be confident messengers of the good news, that through the power of your Spirit, everyone everywhere may unite in one song of praise to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message will help you become armed and dangerous in your witness for Jesus today. As a nonprofit ministry, Christian Crusaders is entirely dependent upon the free will gifts of our listening audience. Many people choose to remember a loved one with a memorial gift. These gifts are sometimes given to remember a special person on their birthday or another meaningful occasion. If you would like to make a donation in loving memory of someone, please send it to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. We thank all those who support this ministry with their prayers and gifts. You are invited to check out our beautiful new webpage, christiancrusaders.org. It features poignant graphics highlighting this week's message along with previous messages. Visitors can also learn more about the ministry and can send us their prayer concerns. Make a note to visit us online today at christiancrusaders.org. If you'd like to receive a CD or printed copy of today's sermon, contact us at Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting today's service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota and speaker on Christian Crusaders. 
Christian Crusaders is now in its 81st year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. 